0: all right welcome to the western Stocker podcast we are back with another episode this week uh got me and tj here tonight we are gonna just throw some throw some tips out there on we got arizona otc hunts coming up archery um so we figured we'll just kind of throw some tips and some strategies that we use to implement um out in the otc side of of the archery hunt mostly i mean obviously that's when deer in the rut and i guess there's some things that we've learned from fucking it up in the past that you know we'll talk about and just how we do it and sometimes it works and sometimes it gets fucking thrown right back in your face but (laughs) yeah um let's say let's start off with okay let's say late season rut what are you doing glassing wise are you going back to the same spots you have been early season are you kind of going back to some spots that you've seen some does in or are you just going to spots that like you know are a good rut spot just because you've hunted them in the past
1: me personally i'm going back to like spots where i've seen some big bucks and countless still you know yeah because that's where they're going to be heading that's what they're looking for yeah. So if, if you
0: were a guy, let's say if you were a guy that uh you just starting uh, like Archie Hunter or whatever, not real familiar with the rut, like, where are you going to go? Like, what would be your advice to like, where do you go? We know, obviously we, we, we know where we're going, but mm-hmm. like if you were brand new or somebody brand new came up and was like, Hey, like, where where do I go or where do I start?
1: I don't know, dude. I mean, kind of just gotta figure it out for yourself. Like that's yeah. how we did it. But no, I just I tell them good, you know find a good glassing point, study the deer, okay, fi- find so, a pattern.
0: Okay, so that's another question I have. Oh.
1: Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, like, <laughs> hit all these questions right away.
0: No, cause I keep thinking of them. Uh, you made me forget my fuck question. Let's see. Oh, okay, um, art like rut hunting. I are you? Let's say that person's asking, right, are you telling them to push super far into the hills? Like, as in the rut, like, I feel like you, you hunt hard, but it's not the same style of hunting hard. You're not hiking in five miles. Right. right? Because I don't, I feel like if you're, if you're hiking in that far, you're, you're probably missing bucks on the way by. Mm hmm Um, yeah, I don't know, but. I feel like if you just go, if you were just to go glass and don't spend too much time in one spot glassing, that's the best, that's the best starting point. A lot of moving. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Looking at it, a lot of hills, a lot of, covering a lot of ground yeah. actually.
0: If I'm brand new and I'm trying to get into the the archery hunting world, um, especially late rut, uh, mule deer, coos deer, both, I mean... I'm going to go somewhere on a decent trail and I'm going to glass and I'm only going to be there for 30, 45 minutes. If nothing turns up or I don't see the buck quality that I'm after, I'm probably moving and I'm going to keep going whichever direction I feel like is the best. Um, it depends like mule deer hunting in the rut. I'm going to want to be somewhere where there's flats because I know that's where the big bucks are going to be. Um. Rolling hills is okay, but I'm not going to push very, you know. I'm going to be somewhere where there's a lot of, I think, grazing or feed or wherever the does are going to be. But most of the time, I mean, the does are out there in the feed, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. You hit a hard trail where they're pushing. And if you don't see that book quality that you're looking for in the 30 minutes, you're wasting your time because he's not around.
0: Yeah, exactly. If, if, and I feel like that. Maybe that's a struggle with some of the newer hunters. Like, they just don't know, like, I mean, early season, like, yeah, you just sit your ass there in glass all day long. I mean, move down the hill or down the mountain a little bit. But, I mean, the, the buck's probably there. You just got to find them in, in the early season because, I mean, especially mule deer, I mean, they'll bed all day long. And you'll never see them. Yep. <clears throat> Coos deer will get up and move um, and, and re-bed. And mule deer will, too, if it gets hot. But, I mean, I've seen mule deer bed in the middle of the fucking sun and stay Yeah, the middle of hours, the hillside. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, but early season, I feel like that strategy switches, right? Like, you're not you're not sitting there waiting. Yeah, and there's I'd, not
1: a lot of wait time.
0: I'd say 45 minutes. If I don't see anything in 45 minutes at max, I'm gone. So if you, you don't see anything in 45 minutes, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, like we're, <laughs> we're going down the hill, across the hill, behind the hill. Um, so that would be my tip for... I mean, for glassing strategies and kind of what I'm looking for, um, we have spots that, that we know, but I mean, every year, I mean, every year we find spots that are kind of new to us or we didn't like really like spend a whole lot of time glassing. We just kind of pick something up on the, you know, on the way by. If we just stop to look, you know, we'll, we'll happen to stumble upon a buck. So, I mean, that that would be a, a tip too, or a, a kind of a suggestion I'd give is just, even if it doesn't look like, oh, you don't think a big buck would be there, like you might just want to throw some glass on it real yeah. quick. I mean, it takes ten minutes to really just kind of give something a quick once over in the rut. If if there's a buck there, you'll find him. He'll be he'll be doing something with the dose, So,
1: mm-hmm. I I agree with you on that.
0: Yeah. Um, let's say what else we got. Okay, so you found some good spots to glass. Let's say. <clears throat> you found the buck that you're, you know, you're attempting to, you want to shoot at or whatever. What is your, uh, what's your stocking strategy? Depending on, let's say, okay, I'll give you a scenario. Let's say he's got, I mean, most big meal deer would be pushing, I don't know, 10 to 15, 20 does, but let's say he's got, let's say he's got 15. That's a lot of eyes. 15 does, what are you doing? In the, in the, in the flats, not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of rolling cuts or nothing to kind of sneak up through.
1: That's going to be tough. That's a tough scenario, dude. Yeah. Like, I'd sit there and watch them, see where they're going, which way they're heading. I would try to cut them off, you know. That's really not going to work, though, because you got that lead, though, that's going to be out there watching for them.
0: Yeah. That's a good point, actually. We should, we should Let's touch on that a little bit. Um, So, if if you're new to it or brand new or still, maybe you're even just not having the success you wanted, stalking or getting in on these bucks during the rut. Um, obviously 15 does a lot of eyes, but there's usually always a lead doe or a doe that's out in front or you're going to get busted by the doe and not the so The buck has no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, he He's just care. trying to get a piece. So <laughs> my, my, my kind of suggestion on that is always watch your does. Um, obviously you have to watch, keep an eye on the buck too, but he's going wherever the doe are going. Mm-hmm. um, yeah, and just, just watch watch the does walk I mean walk or crawl or fucking slide. I don't know what you're doing, but do it when the does are down feeding and their heads in the grass and not watching you or they're looking the other way. Like always be on the lookout for does and, and go slow enough to watch for other does or does bedded because I've had many does that I did not see blow me out of the water. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, damn, I didn't even know you were there. <laughs>
1: and then when you're doing these stocks, are you going in with your shoes on or off?
0: I'm a shoe-on guy, dude. I've yeah. never took my shoes off. I've taken my shoes off before. Have you?
1: Yeah. It's not fun, but.
0: I, okay. It depends on the ter- or the terrain, I guess. If it's pretty open and rocky, like, okay, it might. But through the grass flats, I'm not taking my shoes <laughs> off. I'm sorry. that shit hurts feet would be cut up like razor blades yeah no um i'm a shoe on guy i'm more of a just go slow on the on the, you know the balls of your feet and just just go slow um i i crawl a lot i would say i'm i'm more of like a let's get down to get down army crawl through through it or get it as low as possible um you know another thing that we've done or i've done a lot is throw your bow in front of you and and walk behind it because it kind of just breaks up the look of a downed predator coming at him, I would say. Yeah. So I I usually keep my bow out in front of me um, and kind of walk behind it just going slow. I don't, I mean, I don't know if it does anything, but I feel like it does. (laughs) In in your mind, it's working. In my mind, it's a shield for me to not be, you know what I mean? It's camouflaged. It's covering (laughs) me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I mean... I feel like okay. This might be an unpopular opinion, but you tell me what you think. I feel like stalking mule deer in the rut is harder than stalking coos deer in the rut. I think so. I agree. One hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I've been on a lot of big bucks during the rut and
0: okay. Well it's harder okay. I I think they're about equal. But I would say a big mature mule deer is harder to kill in the rut with a bow than a coos deer. I mean the terrain's way harder for a coos deer. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've feel like i had more opportunities at big coos deer than I have at big mule deer.
1: <laughs> and what I think about that, too, is the mule deer bucks always have 10-plus towed them Always. Big ones, for sure. And then coos deer big bucks, I've only seen it run with a few, four, yeah. maybe.
0: I, I, would say, I would say that's probably a good observation. It's pretty,
1: pretty accurate, you know? Mm-hmm. So you got four dough with you know yeah and then 10 to 15 But, i mean
0: four cusdia dough that, that that's probably equal to about 15 they're dollars. smart little bastards dude they're <laughs> just spooky especially Doe. and i mean Cous Deer, i mean if if a Cous Deer dough blows at you you're done mhm you don't mm get a second chance no if she's blowing good luck if you're not close enough to make something happen real fast i mean you're not gonna he's not staying they're not staying See no. Ya. See you later, Alec. They're up and over the hill. Unless Jesus is on your side that day. If the stars are aligned. <laughs> somehow they don't blow out. But I promise you, she's going to blow. She's going to stomp. She's going to do all the coozier shit. Mm-hmm. She's going to take off. Damn things. But it's fun. Yeah. But stalking strategy. I mean, it just super depends on obviously situational, all that good stuff. But. I mean, my biggest tip is just go slow, man. I feel like people rush this shit, and it's not it's not going to happen in 15 minutes. If no. you think you're going to get in on a buck in 15 minutes, that buck's going to be running across the hill, unless you get lucky. Yeah. I mean, we've been lucky a few times where it works, and it happens in 30 minutes, but that's usually us getting lucky, and the buck walks to us on accident, and we kind of just hunker down and wait for him to come. Yeah. So if he doesn't, you got to go slow and you got to work work him and the mountain and all the dough. so I feel like that's where a lot of people get
1: I would say just getting too much of a rush they're like this shit's got to happen now or it's not going to happen at all
0: yeah and, and I can see it like the just the public land hunting out here I mean OTC for us is there's a lot of people out there um, there's a lot of people out there that are just doing it for the fun of it you know they're just riding the roads, having a good time, which, I mean, if that's your style of hunting that it you deserve to be out there, obviously. But um, I feel like people just rush it or get in a rush because they think that somebody or something's going to happen or, you know, th- there's always something in the back of your mind, like thinking like, Hey, like I got to make this happen now or somebody else is going to be here. Yeah, I'm to miss my opportunity, yeah. you know? Yep. But I feel like that's probably the good strategy. Obviously, Get as much coverage you can. Check your wind, all that, all of that basic shit. Like
1: all that shit goes into effect. Yep. Do you use uh, like a sin away?
0: Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't usually know.
1: You don't? Mm-mm.
0: Elk hunting, I did, but deer hunting, I usually don't. No. Just wash my clothes and scent away, like unscented stuff, and hmm. that's it.
1: Yeah, I run that scent blocker all year round do you even on rifle well i guess not even in rifle hunts because i do it like regular laundry detergent but normally like when i'm out there chasing with the bowl and stuff i yeah i usually wash it and then i use the spray too
0: i usually don't um
1: maybe i shouldn't
0: not i mean (laughs) it hasn't worked for me yet (laughs) i don't know (laughs) maybe i should (laughs) um yeah just No, I'm not a big Sinaway guy, Uh, mostly because I don't like being fucking sprayed with cold shit in the morning, so. Especially this time of year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a big fan of, hey, let's get out of the truck while it's cold as hell and spray me so I can get wet, but that's just me probably being a little bit of a wussy, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, not really. I don't usually wear it Um, unless unless I'm getting hot and sweaty. I might throw it on just, just to cover up a little bit, but if you have the wind right, I mean, anyway's not doing anything for you anyways. So. Right. But yeah, I would say when right um when you're under it's crazy how good mule deer can see you. Any deer, any deer at that point, but I would say if you're 300 minus like the movements have to be slow and they have to be precise and you have to be paying attention to everything. Mm-hmm. Under 300 like people think oh I got to be quiet a uh, 100 like i 300 is probably pushing like i've been in the bottom flats with me big mule deer bucks and i feel like at 500 yards they can just pinpoint me
1: Mhm. that's like the our buddy jared yeah in august had him probably 300 from this big old four point
0: gone Yep. yeah especially especially august just because they the only thing they're trying to pay attention to is you in august right and in, in, in December and January, at least they have some, some does that are kind of taking. Yeah, some ticking. distraction. Yeah, they're, they're precedents. Um, I mean, last year we had a client, um, and we we got him in on a big mule deer buck a few times. Um, and neither one of those stocks were fast. It took us a long fucking time. We was out there for a couple hours. A couple hours, crawling. Um, I think me and the client crawled 400 yards on our hands and knees. Um, I had his bow on my back. And we crawled in. Uh, there was no coverage, just tall grass. Mm-hmm. So all we had to do was crawl. Uh, we crawled into 50, 50 yards? 70. No, he shot at 60, I think. It was it 60? I mm-hmm. think so. 50 or 60. So we crawled into there. The buck was bedded. Um, he had, a, I don't know how many does he had with him now. I don't remember, remember now. Right, eight ish. But they were all bedded down so you couldn't really see him. And they happened to bed down enough spread it apart and looking the other way that it kind of worked in our favor um the buck bedded down facing away from us which was great so it, it was all in our favor the only bad part is we we had to crawl yeah crawling i don't know if you've crawled 300 yards on your hands and knees but it's a bitch it's yeah. like bear crawling it's not fun for 300 yards and then having to sit there um and work your way in i The thing about that one was, like, by the time we got there, it was like, holy shit, we got here. I, I, feel, like, I feel like our client was like, holy shit, we got here. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I don't know if he thought that was going to happen. So, we got in range, right? We're like 50, 60 yards. Um, I'm getting set up, getting ranges, kind of telling him just to lay down and relax because I, obviously I can see the buck's antlers. I, he's bedded. He, we're fine. Um, I'm checking wind. We're okay. And then I... F- I I don't know if it was just the crawling that wore him out, I, but when the shot happened, it just, it, it didn't work out. And yeah, it the wasn't shot, there. The shot was missed, but, um, that's another thing I would say is like, it, when you do make the stock, like, don't be, it's hard not to be, uh, like you can't let the, the feeling like you, the feeling win or like the rush of it. Right. Like try to be as calm as possible. Um, I know everybody gets the fever. I've gotten the fever. I've seen people get the fever. The fever is real. The fever is real. And if you're not getting the fever, then you probably should question yourself. I'm usually the kind of guy that gets the fever after the, the shot and all the shit goes down. But I mean it's happened to me before. I think that's what happened to our client in January. Just the fever and the the dream of that's what he's always dreamed of, isn't yeah, that making that dream come true? That deer and that buck and those I mean, he was really dark antlered, tall, just as pretty as a meal deer as you, as you'd want on your wall. Um, and I feel like he's talked himself into that buck for so long by the time it all happened and we got there and it, it was a slow process. Like normally I would, I in, in my head. I was like, Hey, this is a fucking done deal. Right. Sealed up. Like when we're sitting 50 yards, 60 yards at a buck bedded, it's hard not to be like, Hey, this buck stands up and he's hammered. Right. <laughs> so I'm, that would be one of my suggestions. Just try to be as relaxed as you can. And and that's when I think shooting your bow comes into a big effect. Like a, big effect? Yeah. Like, shoot your bow with a purpose. Yeah. Like, you should be shooting for that shot. Yeah. I feel like a lot of guys go out just to shoot, but there's not a purpose behind why they're shooting.
1: Yeah, especially like... um. I mean, like, anytime, anything you're doing, you know, yep. that's why I don't, when I go out and practice, it could be the best day to practice, or it could be the worst, you know, because you're never going to have that perfect weather, yep. you never never know what that situation is going to be yep. when that day comes, so.
0: No, when I was young, too, a, a guy taught me, um, he was a pretty good elk hunter up north, and, and we were shooting a lot together, um, and then he taught me, like, hey it's great that you can shoot standing in the perfect stance, but like real hunting world, you're never going to be in the perfect stance ready to shoot. So like he taught me to get a freaking chair and shoot out of a chair, shoot off your knee, one knee, two knees. Like if you're not practicing those shots out to your yardage, you're comfortable at like, those are the shots that are going to be real life in the field. Like off of knees, one knee bending over a little bit, kind of, you know, reaching around a tree to get the shot off like there's so many different kind of shots that you need to be comfortable with and if you're not comfortable it doesn't take a lot to shoot a bow it doesn't take a lot to get a shot off like yeah off target or not comfortable with it and it's it's all hell
1: yeah that was like backtracking to the elk whenever I was drawn back forever you know that's something you got to practice too because you could pull your bow back, you could be ready, you know, and then he doesn't present that perfect shot for you, so you have to sit there for a minute, two minutes, you know? Yeah. Whatever it may be, and you might not be able to let off, so.
0: Yep, yep. and, I mean, knowing when to draw is a good, is kind of a good, uh, you know, that's one thing I've kind of done a little bit, too, is, like, if if you're on a buck or there's a buck that you're not dying to shoot, like, fucking put a stock on him, like, get up there, get into the range, like, help pull your bow back like just get comfortable with that situation like is the deer you're gonna kill now but i mean he's there to make an opportunity to for you to learn or get comfortable with with that
1: yeah draw
0: cycle like it's so much different the the draw cycle or like how you pull your bow back on a deer or an animal like it if you're not familiar with that like i try to express that to a lot of the newer guys like it's A whole new feeling. Like, I've seen guys that can shoot at a target all day long and then shoot lights out on a fucking deer and they can't pull their bow back because they're shaking out of their boots. Like,
1: (laughs) it's crazy. No, but I think that's a good point. You know, you see a buck out there, and if you got the time, go out there and try to put a stock on him, see how what. Yeah, how close you can get, what you can do, what you can't do, like get your pros and cons from it, you know. Yeah, just a learning process behind yeah. that. Because
0: if I'm gonna tell you, if you're getting your ass kicked from a small buck, you're gonna get your ass kicked even worse from a big buck. They're oh, yeah, so for smart. sure. They're so smart, and you don't get very many opportunities.
1: Yeah, that'd be a a tough one to eat, you know. Yeah. Get him within a hundred yards, and the buck blows out because something stupid that you had done. You no,
0: know. I, and that's a good point there. Like, <laughs> okay, so what's your what's your 100 yard or less strategy it has, obviously it changes right so yeah you're 100 yeah you're you hit that 100 mark like which way is he facing uh i don't know anyway <laughs> what are you doing like where are you like do you have anything that you do every time no matter what he's doing or is it kind of just depending on
1: it just depends on the play what what situation we're in you know like I said, if I already got my shoes off or if I don't have them off, I'm like, if it's Rocky and I know I'm being loud or something, I'm definitely pulling my shoes off. All right. Checking everything around him, ranging, you know, as I'm moving in to potentially get a better shot at him, you yeah. know. Cool. And if he gets up, which way he's going to go, which way he's facing, you know, and uh, kind of just range everything around there, And then, I don't know, kind of play by ear, you know. Are
0: you trying to are you trying to get as close as possible or are you trying to just get to that 80 mark i'd probably say 80 or less yeah i'm very comfortable at 80 Comfortable right. at 90 so depending on let's say like um coverage like if you got the coverage are you gonna push that to 50 60 if you can if i have the coverage i'm going into 50 yards yeah but if you're in the wide open like most mule deer are you're is 80, 80, good. Or not. good yo. <laughs> she's gonna fly. Then she's gonna fly. Yeah. No, I agree one hundred percent. Um, I think, I mean, as milder, as archery hunters, you you have to be wanting to get as close as you can to make the shot as ethical as you can. But, right. I mean, especially in our area out here in the eastern part of Arizona, we're in the lower desert kind of terrain, so the coverage in this milder territory is not very often. You have a whole lot of it. So. Yo um we have to get pretty comfortable shooting 80 85 i know some guys that shoot 100 and they freaking smoke deer all the time i'm not shooting 100 but my hat's off to the guys that do for sure
1: oh yeah yeah because like you're shooting out that far like you said a little bit ago any little movement little turn of the wrist or whatever yeah. it may be that's in arrow long ways the other yeah. way
0: no and those and those guys that do it i know they shoot a lot so i mean that's hats off to those guys but i'm I don't have the sights to do it on my boat. Um, I haven't really practiced it a whole lot. I don't have a desire to really. I mean, I feel like that's the part of the hunt that's the funnest for me is 100 and under. Like, Getting within in their house. Once you get that 100 mark, like, that's when the fun really happens for me. So, like like you, I'm, I'm trying to get to that 70, 80 mark at least to, to let one fly. I mean, I, I would let one I'm going to be honest with you. If it's eight, eighty-five, ninety, 90, I mean, I've shot it before, but I don't love to. <laughs> but I, I think that's where the real fun happens is is 100 and less. Yeah. That's when you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm starting to get pretty good this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, being up close and personal with them.
0: Something about it, dude. It's primal, bro. It's primal. There's something, like, sparks your inner caveman, and you're like, yes, yeah. this is it what I live for. This is it, yeah.
1: Can already taste the backstrap, huh?
0: (laughs) You just want to hear it hit, but what else, what other strategies you got or tips you have for some guys, man? Um, Let's see. Glassing, stocking. All right. Um, In Arizona, obviously the hunting season starts over January 1st. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you the kind of guy that's like, hey, if I has a tag in my pocket in December, the size of the deer doesn't matter, really? Like, if he's a big two, I'm shooting his ass.
1: If he's a big two, I'm definitely shooting his ass. <laughs> but, like, um, like we talked before, let the little bucks grow up and get big, No, you know? yeah, for sure, but I've but seen, I've seen, a giant you remember two? that
0: one giant two that we had out? Which one? Way behind behind yonder? Our, behind our houses out there. Did you ever see that big two? He's huge, bro. Hmm to send you the picture of him like me and uh our other buddy pat saw him he's a big giant too just that's not the big two by three that i had him on Mm-mm, he's all two huh like i was shot he was so big body i would have let him have it i couldn't get close enough though because i mean that's another part of the struggle at the rut right like <clears throat> i couldn't get into range on this deer because there was him and two other bucks and dude they were just chasing each other like for miles around this mountain, like they would never stop long enough for me to actually make a play that would work. Like I would make a play, get into that 150 range, and then boom, my team running off chasing each other. I'm like, dude,
1: fucking mad man. Stop. So, so what are you doing? What'd you learn from that? What are you gonna do different next time? You know I don't what think I mean? there
0: is anything you can do different. You I think, think you so? just have to go.
1: You have to. That's what I was kind of wondering: Are you gonna like kind of like approach them like fast on this cut? Kind of goalie, or what are you gonna be doing? The only bad
0: part—the only bad part—I didn't. is There was a shitload of does with them, Mm. so I was trying to keep them as close. Like I feel like if I could keep them that 150 200 for long enough, I could get them to bed. But never, they never did. Hmm. Just all day long, and then they pushed down into the into the private property flat. Down. So, I mean, I've I've played that scenario back in my head a few times, and I I don't think there was anything else I could have done. I mean it i could have tried just to get in and see what happens i mean i they ran away anyway so they could have ran off yeah you know what i mean like that that's something i could have done but um i don't know in a spot like that like where you're boarded up next to private property i didn't want them to go on the private property sooner than they had to so i was trying to keep them on our side long enough to get a a shot off but they they took off um I don't know. Yeah, that one was tough. they and you'll run into that a lot. I mean, they freaking fight each other. They chase each other. They're running around like wild animals. So, and that's just something, something you'll have to hope it goes your way or hope they run to you. I mean, if they would have ran to me, would have been awesome. They didn't. They always just kept running to my left or right or away from me. Damn. Hmm. But yeah, that's that's it for. Huh? That's all that happened on that one. Um, let's see. Um, all right. So, December, you're killing anything bigger, a big two-pointer better. Yep. And then you're going to get a tag for January, and then it's got to be big or nothing.
1: Yep. Yeah, because I ain't going to waste <laughs> a tag on a little book when I can shoot one with my rifle. You know yeah. what I mean? That's how I've always seen it.
0: I see, okay, so I see January OTC is the best hunt for deer in Arizona. It has to be if you're good with your bow and you're not hunting in January, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, because the land of the giants appears. I don't know where they come from. I wish I did. But <sighs> they come out of a fucking woodwork. Mm-hmm. That's like that big. uh I think it was a five by six. The one I was
1: chasing. Yeah. Close I get with them was 200 yards, and then there was that big old four with two. Uh, we had a drop tie on the one side and a kicker on the other. Never seen, been in this area, I don't know how many yeah. months out of the year, never seen this bug, and all of a sudden, here he comes.
0: They just come.
1: And I think they come out of the caves or underneath the rock dude. or something, dude. I, I That's what I'm
0: saying. Like, if, <clears throat> and I feel like if, even if you're not hunting, like, you're not a diehard archery guy, but if you are a deer hunter and you're not in the mountains in January, glassing or like, I don't know how many times we've kind of come across some deer that we were like, hmm, like, I wonder, you know, if, if they're in this area and we'll go in in our August, you know, or, and they'll still be running around kind of in that area or we or we find a new area and then you can pick them up on the early hunt if you get lucky enough. I mean, we've done it a few times. So January is a special month. I feel like And if you're not hunting, you should be. And if you're not doing your homework in January, you definitely should be doing some homework. Yeah.
1: You going out in January? Yes, for sure. What are you going for? Meal deer.
0: Oh yeah? I like, dude, I'm a freaking there's nothing better than rutting mule deer. They just like I said, like the, the giants that appear is just it's unreal sometimes. You're like, dude, there's no way.
1: I'm I'm kinda torn, I don't know what I want.
0: Yeah. Big well, I thought like you've already killed I feel like you've already killed big enough <clears throat> mule deer, I think. So I, I can understand where kind of the, the desire to have that hundred and five plus coos is coming from, you know. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for, but
0: and I feel like the coosier is the same way. I mean, in January, the the those big coosier pull off of their kind of hiding spots and they'll come out and and play. So it's just a little tougher to to get in on them. I feel like if if you get in on them, they're not as hard to uh, they're not as hard to get killed, but it's hard to get into there being quiet enough to yeah. get, to get it done.
1: I don't know, but I watched that video I was talking about earlier. Yeah. I might go chase a million. I don't know, dude. <laughs> it was talking about a big-ass meal deer, dude.
0: Dude, so why are, why are coos deer, um, why do you think coos deer, obviously they're the great ghosts and blah, 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 and they're sp- spooky as all get out, right? But I found that they're like the most curious fucking deer, dude. They are just curious. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen big mule deer not give a flying fuck what just happened. They are gone. Yeah. Coos deer are like, hey, I don't know for sure what that was, so let me go back and take a peek. It's yeah. kind
1: of funny because, like you like you said earlier, the coos deer, they'll be up and gone. Yeah. But usually they, they'll they stop, like, you know, 100 yards or so, kind of look back like, what the fuck was that? Yeah.
0: I've even had them come all the way back and, like, peek, like. You know, like they yeah, they're like checking it out. They're yeah. like, "What's
1: what's going on here?" It's crazy. And the big ass mule deer, they'll fucking run a mile before they're, they stop. No, nah, I've had that happen before. Put two
0: miles between you before they even think about stopping. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's kind of funny though if you think about it, because everybody, you know, the the coups deer have the hype. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're hard as fuck to find. They're even harder to kill in a rifle scope because they look like dogs, but mm, oversized dog. Yeah, I mean if you can get in on a cruise without them knowing you're there they're super like they're the curious little animals yeah they're just going to come take a peek like hey what the hell is yeah, that
1: hopefully that happens here next week and they'll be like hey, catch the sailform yo yo Yep.
0: yep. No, it's it's crazy the difference between them um what did you put in for did you put in for any Havalana or no? no you can huh forget that no stinky pigs. No stink pigs this year, dude. Nah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't
1: have a desire for those things. On um, Broxone, I had I heard about 10 or so. 10, probably 10 to 15. I had them within 40 yards.
0: And then on the javelina, they'd be yeah, whenever I had the
1: hunt, <laughs> tag in my pocket, not a damn one in sight.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say we're the... I'm I'm not the best javelina hunter. I don't have the desire to really be good at it, though. no. Uh, I just do it to kind of get the fuck out of the house in February and go out in the hills. But yeah, um, yeah, I'll definitely be out there in January, um, chasing some deers with a bow. Got to make all that money I put in for that into that bow for my elk hunt kind of worth it. Hopefully this year. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't think I'm gonna have. I'm not gonna have the highest standards in my life now. I mean, if there's a pretty four, big three. Fuck even a big two. I'm gonna. I'll let them have it. Try to anyways. Try to anyways. For sure. (laughs) For sure. And and that's honey man. And and that's another strategy. Like if if you go out and you get busted and they're fucking just kicking your ass. Like that's just honey man. We all get our ass kicked. We all get busted. Like yeah. That's a part of it. That's the part of the fun. That's the that's the part I enjoy actually. He's like. The killing part's fun. That, I mean, obviously there's not, there's not a feeling like it of shooting an animal, but it's the part before that I actually, like, I love that part. The stock, the, you know, it's you against another animal in this world and see who's better at surviving. So. Yeah.
1: No, I agree with you on that. I, don't get me wrong. I like killing big bucks and stuff like that or killing deer in general. But I think it's, it, it's a bonus. Yeah. It's all that hard work, all that practice, everything that you had done for that time to come. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's all worth it at the end.
0: Yep. For sure. Let's see. So, man, is there any, like, a is there a detour? So I hear this a lot. I hear, like, oh, man, he's got too many doses, so, like, they don't try. Is that a thing for you? Is that a saying that goes through your head? I It, it goes through my head, but, you know, like... Are you going to try? Oh
1: well, fuck yeah, I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it on that big four back over here. and then, I mean, he had 20 dough with him, and I was like, there's no way in hell. I was 200 yards from this fucking thing. Yeah. But yep. that's kind of like soccer, man. What's soccer without a goal? You, you know, you got to try. You, you got to win, right? You can't
0: score unless you shoot. You right? Know? I agree. Yeah. No, I mean, there's not many times where I'm like, well, I mean, there's been many times where I'm like, hey, this is a super long shot, but hey, you got to do something, so. And, and that just comes with learning. I mean, that's how you learn, man. You got to yeah. fuck some shit up to learn. And that's what, and I was thinking about this the other day, like, that's the problem, I think, with, like, the world nowadays and maybe younger kids or the younger generation is, like, failing or fucking something up is so scrutinized with social media and all this, like, people armchairing in and writing up in the comments, like, dude, but you have to fuck shit up to learn. If you're not missing or fucking this up, you're not learning nothing. You're not learning nothing. So I, f- I feel like the younger generation is afraid to fuck shit up so they're not, like that's why they're not learning or that's why like the younger generation is the way they are because they're afraid of the scrutiny of fucking shit up. But when well, me and you were younger, like mm-hmm. there's fucking nobody out there to that, tell that, us.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. I, no, I get you where you're coming from. Like That's like the common sense bullshit nowadays. Ain't yeah. nobody have it. Yeah. Because nobody's out there fucking shit up not yeah. learning from mistakes that they had done. You know what I mean?
0: That's how you yeah. get common sense, though. Yeah. Most common sense comes from, like, hey, I did this before and it hurt. So that wasn't fun. I'm not doing this again. You know, common you know, sense. Or, you know. like, hey, I did something like this and it didn't fucking work out. So Yeah. But now it's like, oh, well, you know, social media is so, everybody's getting bullied or talked about or blah, blah, like. I think that has a lot to do with this young generation we have, man. It's just you can't fuck nothing up and it'd be okay. Back in the day, you could just fuck shit up and be like, well, <laughs> that sucked. All right, let's, you know, do it again and not fuck it up this <laughs> time." Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. You just got to you gotta mess some stuff up, man. That's how you learn. Yeah, you just got to get out there and try If you miss, well, hopefully you got another arrow in the quiver and you shoot again.
1: Yeah. Ain't small,
0: miss small. Nah, just, just aim, fuck it. Fuck it, hit
1: somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Man. They don't die if they don't fly, buddy.
0: Dude, how come we didn't get it out freaking quail hunting? You quail hunting the
1: year? Hell no. I, I ain't mean. got a shotgun.
0: Oh, yeah, you need to get a shotgun, bro. I have one, but I didn't quail hunt either, so I guess.
1: So. Hey, the shotgun ain't do you no good. <laughs> I me no fucking good. Um, I should have stole your shotgun then. Shut I was up. out on the hills more than you. Hey, shut up, dude. You should have it. Dude, Custom. I seen so many fucking quail out there, too. Yeah, really? there's some big old fat fuckers.
0: Now, it sounds good right now. Wrapped in bacon, dude. Oh, yeah. On a campfire. That's what we need to do. Go camping?
1: Yep. I'm down. Like a hunting camp, kind of like we did for elk, but deer camp.
0: For deer next year?
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. In the kaibab, hopefully that'd be badass (laughs) that'd be dope uh in the kaibab hopefully that'd be ideal
1: that would be ideal we probably won't probably won't be going up there till you're like 70. well Well, as
0: long as i can still walk and shoot some shit i'll be all right
1: well you can't shoot straight now so you won't be able to
0: shoot straight then maybe i will be able to give me a crossbow i'll (laughs) I'll get a champer and shoot me a crossbow well i think that's all i got dude um I don't know what else to talk about for OTC, but you just gotta try.
1: Yeah, you just gotta get out there. Get out there, start calling them in. It's just rattling them in. <laughs> deer, 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 deer. <laughs> How many times does that work? <laughs> well, I usually do find deer after I say it, so <laughs> you all gotta try it.
0: It works. That's a proven fact, actually. It it's might
1: not be the bug you're looking for, but it, you'll find some deer.
0: Yep, yep. Well, cool, man. We'll we'll make this one short and sweet. Um we should have another guy with us next week hopefully if not we'll find we might bring somebody on somebody else and do a little interview talk about some some hunting that they've done and and what what they found success in but yeah that's kind of what I'd say what we do and what we've found success in and how we get it done in the field or you know OTC archery in the rut and kind of just some strategies on, on mule deer and coos deer and ways to that we found that you don't fuck up as much
1: yeah and hopefully when we come back on here within the next week or so we'll have some stories about some bugs dropping here here in january so
0: <laughs> oh yeah I'll go, I'll go kill one the first day
1: <laughs> that's a plan i'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> go buy my license and
0: everything already uh, i'll go get my tag and go kill one january, 1st for january first january first giant two point all right man well we're out of here see y'all We'll